Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Janet Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about foreplay and why I don't think more foreplay, which is typically prescribed for women with low libido, is the answer. I actually think that it does more harm to women than good. Uh, Foreplay, if you don't know the term, is defined in the dictionary as intimate acts to create sexual arousal and desire for sexual activity. The goal of foreplay seems to be to increase arousal. And here are three main reasons why I think this concept is problematic. The first is it categorized types of pleasure and connection into two main sections. The first being the stuff that happens before the main event, hence the four in foreplay, the play that happens before. And then the second section is the main event, which is intercourse. And our current culture defines this as the penis thrusting within the vagina, culminating in male orgasm. The problem with this is that what's in the first category, the foreplay category, is considered less than intercourse just by nature of it being the thing that is sort of happening before. It's the appetizer, it's the opening band before the real concert, it's the practice session, the wedding rehearsal, the architectural building mock-up. It's essentially lower in status. And those types of experiences that we would typically put in the category of foreplay are what typically women most enjoy. But because of this categorization, they zoom through them, they discredit those sensations, they disregard their needs, and they feel shame about enjoying those types of more slower, more less genital focused pleasures. And then the main event, the intercourse and male orgasm, that's the biggest deal. That's the thing that signifies that actual sex has taken place. It's what the whole thing is uh, it's about, and it sort of determines if it's a success, if it's worthwhile, and if it's been valid. And ideally in our culture, you wouldn't even have to have foreplay, actually. Ideally, you would be all ready to go Uh, and finished within five to 10 minutes. I was reading a pretty decent article online just to prepare for this episode about foreplay. And the author was giving some pretty good points about foreplay and the benefits of that type of touch. But then right at the end, the truth of how our culture sees foreplay was revealed. And they said, probably not even catching it themselves, If you're showing up to intercourse ready to ride, all the power to you. And also, can you teach me, please? It's like there are people in our society that can just drop their pants and hump away. And they're some form of mythical creature that we're all hoping to emulate. And this thinking is doing harm to women. In my program, Wanting It More, I spend weeks helping women heal and unlearn this 
untrue categorization. All forms of pleasure are valid, important, delightful, wonderful, connecting, and part of the whole sexual experience. This false dichotomy of foreplay and intercourse robs women of what will actually feel good for her. And then no surprise, when she is trying to function within this cultural framework, uh, she's not wanting and enjoying sex very much. The second reason why I think it's problematic is the word play. Now, I love that word. I know it can bring up some icky feelings because of how it's been used in our culture, but if you reclaim it, as I have, to mean curiosity, exploration, experimentation, lightheartedness, and joy, fun, a sense of wonder. It's really great. The problem, again, is saying that it's only valid in the in this experiences before the main event that it can happen. And that's why I think so many women I serve feel this sort of seriousness around sex. It's like, okay, right. We've, we've had our little play bit, and now we need to get down to business. There is an outcome to achieve here. We can have a bit of experimentation beforehand, but at some point, you got to get serious. And I reject that. I see it, it does a lot of harm, creates a tremendous amount of, um, yeah, seriousness, anxiety, stress, uh, nothing like the purpose of sex, which is pleasure and connection. I think that the whole sexual experience is that, that encompasses all forms of pleasure and connection, which may or may not involve genitals, intercourse, and orgasm. It is all an exploration. It's a new discovery every time. Some things that the women I support have discovered is that they love the feeling of their husband's still hand on their back, that hearing you're a great mom over and over again is pleasurable, that having a standing up hug is better than a lying down one that they like to explore the smoothness of their husband's arm. These are all valid, pleasurable, and worthwhile experiences to be part of the sexual exploration, not just in the beginning, but in the beginning, the middle, the end, and anywhere in between. Play isn't just reserved for the quote unquote warming up period. And lastly, my third point, speaking of the warming up period, If we go back to the definition of foreplay, which is intimate acts to create sexual arousal and desire for sexual activity, then the whole goal, as mentioned in the introduction, seems to be arousal. It's a very specific physical sensation in your genitals, which some describe as being in the mood or horny. I've heard Randy before. It's sort of elusive, mysterious, uh, and it's a very highly sought after um, sensation that seems to be the hallmark of sexual function and health in our culture. And here we go with more anxiety. This is what creates the most anxiety in the women I support. They feel broken because their bodies don't seem to be able to experience this or it comes and goes in the most unopportune times. They have no control over it and yet it's sort of what needs to dictate uh, how sexually healthy or, or how much they're working. So just imagine you're doing this foreplay thing uh, and you're constantly checking in if your body is working, feeling stress that it's not, feeling pressure from your partner to get to the main event, more anxiety. It is the worst possible experience for genuine pleasure. Your nervous system is on high alert and all you can think about is how much your body is failing you. 
So my suggestion is to completely and utterly ditch the focus on arousal and instead explore, use the play piece, pleasure and connection, which actually doesn't need arousal. And to even create less anxiety, we need to just chill out on the word pleasure. Pleasure is should be redefined. I'm redefining pleasure as sensations that are slightly more positive than neutral. It's accessible to everybody. You do not need fireworks. And in the course of that sort of exploratory, relaxed, chill experience, sometimes arousal will happen. Cool. Awesome. Sometimes it'll go away. Totally fine. Doesn't need it. You know, it, it's not necessary. It's not a prerequisite. And it's certainly not an indication that a woman's body is somehow working or not working properly. So if we're going to get rid of the concept of foreplay in our culture, which I highly recommend, we still need to acknowledge that there is a transition that has to take place from everyday life with its high pays, productivity focused, lack of rest, never ending to-do lists, and that go, go, go mentality that unfortunately we do have in our culture. And that transition has to happen into a slower, more physical, sensation-focused, connected, and intentional experience that is the sexual experience. And this transition is is none other, it's like, um, you know, a transition like coming home from work and shifting into parenting mode, or coming home from a vacation and settling into regular life, or let's say you went to the gym and you got to come home and you're heading out for, for dinner. There's a transition there with a, with a shower and fresh clothes and whatnot. So what I see the transition into the sexual experience having is, a, is kind of two parts. The first part is the connection that women have with themselves. And the second part is the connection with their partners. So the, the piece about with yourself If you've been taking care of kids all day and you've been providing for everyone else, you may need some alone time, a walk, a meal by yourself, watching a favorite show on Netflix, a shower, a self-massage. This is not to warm you up to intercourse, but to connect with your sensations, to get into your body, to remind yourself that this experience is for you. It is for your relaxation, your delight, genuinely for you, not through this sort of ridiculous idea of foreplay and the main event, actual enjoyment. And that's what I hope all women expect from the sexual experience. And then also, if you're feeling disconnected with your partner, you may need some time to talk, to work through an issue, to remember why you make the daily choice to be with this particular person in your life. You really do need an environment that feels emotionally safe in order to have that experimentation, exploration of genuine pleasure. So I hope that this episode has expanded your vision of sex beyond the teeny tiny narrow cultural view of those two little pieces and offer sort of a new way forward. Whether you are a woman listening to this, a man in a relationship with a woman or a a professional who supports women in this area. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. 
It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janetdentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the wait list, to learn more, to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.